Vaughn Grissom has a sparkling debut for the Atlanta Braves as they take down the Boston Red Sox on Wednesday night. In his debut, Vaughn Grissom hits a home run and steals a bag. What a great performance it was for the 21-year-old prospect for the Braves. We'll talk about that. Kyle Wright's solid performance. Marcelo Zuna breaking out of a long slump. All of that on today's episode of Lockdown Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Check out my bio there to see everywhere I am covering the game of baseball, including the Atlanta Braves in written form over at tomahawktake.com. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at lockdown underscore Braves. Right, uh, subscribe. Also on YouTube as well, hit that thumbs up button, hit that notification bell. Do appreciate all the support on the show. Thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen every day. We post episodes daily, five days a week, Monday through Friday, and are free and available on all platforms. Today, we'll be recapping Wednesday's game, obviously going over Von Grissom's debut with the Atlanta Braves, which was a great one and made for a great Wednesday night as the Braves pick up the win and sweep a two-game set in Boston. We'll talk about Kyle Wright's performance, Marcelo Zuna coming up with a big hit and a lot on today's episode. But let's start with Wednesday's Game, an 8-4 to four win over the Boston Red Sox, like I said, completing a quick two-game sweep of that series up in Boston. Now you get an off day before playing four games against the Marlins. Another good performance by the offense, obviously putting up eight runs, a bunch of hits. Uh, we'll dive more into that a little bit later. And Von Grissom shines in his debut, and that's really where I want to spend the majority of our time here today, talking about Von Grissom and his debut and what what the history of Von Grissom and looking forward for him as well. What is the outlook for him? But on Wednesday night, his first at bat, Von Grissom grounded into a force out, uh, saw just two pitches. His next bat, he struck out just four pitches, and then he homered on the first pitch of his third at bat. So maybe a little bit of anxiousness there for Grissom. I think that's also just the way that he plays. He obviously doesn't strike out a lot. He goes up there looking to put the ball in play. He's aggressive, which is the approach for a lot of these Braves hitters. The only difference for him is that a lot of times he puts the ball in play. Home run, first pitch of a third at bat, just an absolute no doubt shot. You saw him with a little bat flip. He knew it was gone. I mean, it was over the green monster into the streets behind it. Uh, just a, a majestic home run for your first hit, your first home run. Uh, 101.7 miles per hour off the bat, went 412 feet, estimated 412 feet. We really don't know where that ball landed, but it was an absolute missile of a shot. He also had a leadoff single in the ninth inning, came around to score an extra insurance run, taking that lead from three to four runs. Fell behind 1-2 in that at bat and looked Honestly, the worst that I had seen him all night, kind of flailing at some sliders away. 
but I love the way he adjusted within that at bat. And it was actually a slider that he ended up hitting, pulled it into left field for a hit ball, 97.8 miles per hour off the bat with an expected batting average of 890. So just a great at bat there. You see from the young kid, again, fell behind one, two, fouled off a tough slider, took a close sinker for ball two, then was able to hook that slider into left field for a hit. And like I said, later scored on a hit by Dansby Swanson, which uh, is maybe a little ironic. We'll talk about that a little more in a second. And then he also stole a bag in this game, in that ninth inning. And that made him the first player, the first Braves player in the modern era to hit a home run and steal a base in his major league debut. He also was part of a pair of double plays. So you saw him doing a little bit of everything and kind of showing, showing you what he can bring to the table. He has some pop. He obviously has some speed and made a couple of plays on defense as well, playing, you know, pretty much a new position. Now he's athletic. He can certainly handle the second base position, but it is new for him going from the left side of the infield to the right side of the infield. You know, it's a bit of an adjustment. And I think he obviously in his first game got tested and uh, made a couple of really good plays. Like I said, he was at the middle of a couple of, double plays some big double plays in this game so kind of showing you a little everything that von grissom can bring to the table and i love seeing him and michael harris kind of being there together the two 21 year olds uh grissom's a little bit older than michael harris but i kind of love seeing that camaraderie i mean these could be the two you know new young guys the braves just had two young guys themselves in acuna and ozzy who are now the old guys i guess uh, on the roster and now you have kind of this next wave of position players with Harris and Mon Grissom so I love that Harris was there at home plate after Grissom hit his home run I loved seeing Michael Harris after the game while Von Grissom was doing his post-game interview Michael Harris was the one guy that stood around and waited on Grissom to finish his post-game interview and then they went over and he found his parents and signed some autographs so I love seeing that camaraderie between those two young kids i mean harris is the mentor now it's kind of crazy to think about it he's younger he's still just 21 but you know obviously been up here for a little while now and kind of showing grissom the ropes at the big league level so i just think that's a fun dynamic those two 21 year olds i want to go back and look at a little history of on grissom because you know kind of the news was breaking as i was recording yesterday so i didn't really get to dive into it so for those who aren't Familiar with Von Grissom, I just wanted to quickly give you his backstory. An 11th round pick out of high school in Florida in 2019 by the Braves, signed for $347,500, which is a good chunk for that spot of the draft. Played 44 games at rookie level in 2019, hit 288, 361, 400. That was the slash line with seven doubles, three homers, three stolen bases. 16 walks and 27 strikeouts. He obviously missed playing in 2020 because of the pandemic, but he was part of that alternate training site. And that's when you kind of knew the Braves thought there was something special with this kid that they could bring him to the alternate training site after 44 games at rookie level. So I think that's when he came up on my radar that the Braves thought that highly of him to use him on one of their alternate training site spots that they thought there was something special with this kid he kind of backed that up in uh in 2021 as he spent most of the year at single a slash 311 402 446 
with 15 doubles, five homers, 13 stolen bases, 34 walks, and 49 strikeouts. Then he finished out the year at high A and was even better, hit 378, 519, 595, with two homers, 11 doubles, and just five strikeouts. This year, he started back at high A, hit 312, 404, 487, with 17 doubles, 11 home runs, kind of starting to show that power potential. 20 stolen bases, 32 walks, and 40 strikeouts. Moved up to Mississippi just a month ago and was red hot, slashing 363, 408, 517, three doubles, three homers, seven stolen bases, four walks, and 14 strikeouts in just 22 games. So, look, the kid's hit, and we all know about his bat-to-ball skills. That's kind of been his carrying trait. He's starting to show some of the power. I mentioned the walk and strikeout numbers at each level because you can see they're pretty similar. Now, that's probably going to change at the higher levels and the small sample size at Mississippi. You saw that four walks uh, to 14 strikeouts, but he's usually been, you know, no more than a difference of 10 between his walks and his strikeouts. And he's hit. I mean, he's hit at every level. You could say he's even gotten better as he's gone up at every level. So, uh, the kid seems like a legit, you know, hit tool prospect, got speed as well. Uh, I mean, again, this is what is so exciting about him and why I think the Braves were willing to take a chance on him, even at such a, a young age. But something I think worth mentioning with both Harris and Grissom and really a lot of players of this caliber is that they missed that 2020 season. You know, that's a season that, you know, obviously they would have played at high A and he probably would have been at double A next year. And he may have been knocking on the door this year if he progressed and hit like he has at all levels. So, you know, while it is a jump and I recognize that it's not a lot of games at double A for either Harris or Grissom. I think a lot of times we forget that 2020 season, you know, that would have been another development season. That would have been another level that they would have passed where they would have been in a position this year to kind of be knocking on the door of the big league level. So I think the Braves take that into account. And again, both Harris and Grissom were at that alternate training site. So coaches were able to better get their eyes and hands on them. And they were still able to get that developmental aspect of their game at the alternate training site. It's just one game for Vaughn Grissom, but certainly something to dream on. A backup plan for Dansby if things don't work out and they can't bring him back. And look, if he hits they'll find a way to get him in the lineup, whether they, you know, move him to left field, whether they, you know, have him at DH, whatever it may be. If the kid hits, if he comes up in this next month or whatever that he has kind of as an audition and he hits, they'll figure something out. They'll find a way to get his bat in the lineup. These things always tend to work themselves out. But again, it's one game. Let's uh, try to, to temper expectations a little bit, but it was a lot of fun watching him on Wednesday night and can't wait to see what he does again over the, the course of the next month or so until Ozzy is back. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you use the diamond shape, size, and clarity in setting style. Blue Nile's Vince Jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring, making each ring a one-of-a-kind. If you're looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find the memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. 
Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free. Find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. want to talk about everything else that happened on Wednesday night outside of the Von Grissom debut that was so exciting. You also had Marcel Ozuna get out of his uh, elongated slump. He broke an over 21 streak with a three-run homer in the fourth inning that put the Braves ahead and put them on the board. Certainly a big home run. Look, it's 92 miles per hour, you know, down the middle and up. That's what you're supposed to do with it, 106.8 miles per hour. Off the bat, 403 feet into the green monster. Favetta knew it as soon as he threw that pitch. Uh, so good on Marcel, not missing that. As again, as a big hit in the game, it put the Braves on the board. He later had a sack fly as well. So a four RBI night for Marcel Ozuna, certainly much needed for him. Look, if you play him every day, and I've been saying this throughout, he's going to hit 25 to 30 home runs. He, When he makes contact and when he is in a groove, he hits the ball really hard. He hits the ball really far. The problem is in between those moments, in between those home runs, you know, in between those hard hit balls, he's not giving you good, consistent at bats. So I still contend that I would rather see Grossman, Rosario getting those spots at the DH position over Marcelo Zuna, but certainly a big home run for him and the Braves on Wednesday night. Big three run homer. Uh, for the Atlanta Braves. So certainly good to see that for Ozuna. Look, he's a guy, again, if he gets hot, he can he can carry an offense for a time or two. Um, but we just haven't seen that. This is an elongated slump that he's in. And he's loved hitting at Fenway in the past. Again, the pitch was right there. I'm not taking that away from him. That's what you're supposed to do with those pitches. Um, but again, he's still not somebody I would like to see in the lineup every day at this point but certainly a big hit for the Braves on Wednesday night. Kyle Wright had a solid start on the mound. Six innings, six hits, one walk, one earned, five strikeouts, through just 77 pitches. But you look at the reason why. His fastball velocity was down two miles per hour. That is a big drop in velocity, so I'm sure the coaching staff saw that, and that's why they got him out of there, even though the Pitch count was so low, and the fact I'm sure Snicker wanted to try to save the bullpen after using a bunch of guys in high leverage situations the night before. But you got to be extra mindful with these pitchers where they haven't thrown a lot of innings. These are some young guys that you have in your rotation that haven't thrown this many innings at the big league level before, at least not at the major league level. And you look at Kyle Wright, he threw 143 in the third innings last year. Uh, you know, plus his appearance in the postseason where he threw five and two-thirds innings. So you're looking at about 150 innings for um, for Kyle Wright last year. He's at, you know, 128, 130 innings this year. So, again, he's kind of already approaching, you know, what his career high mark is. And, again, these are more stressful innings that he's throwing for a championship-caliber team at the major league level. So, I think you have to be mindful of that, and I think the Braves were. I think that's why they pulled him out, again, at, at such a low pitch count. And even though he was, you know, throwing the ball well and did have a, a good lead, I think it was probably the right decision to get him out of there. 
He had, I think, struggled a little bit in those last two innings, got a couple of big double plays to escape jams and further damage in those innings. One thing I did love about this start from Kyle Wright, 11 ground outs. There were no fly outs in this game. He had 11 ground ball outs. That's great to see after Boston had hit a bunch of home runs the night before against the Braves and after Kyle Wright gave up four home runs in New York. Good to see him getting the ball on the ground again. So I think that's certainly a positive for him going forward. Dylan Lee, he came into the game in the seventh inning, like I said, you know, pulled Kyle right after six, that velocity down, had a 5-1 lead, and Snicker goes to Dylan Lee, who pitched last night, pretty much everybody had pitched uh, on Tuesday the night before, but Dylan Lee has been struggling a little bit this month, and look, he's been great for the Braves all year, I still love Dylan Lee, think he's going to be a big piece of the bullpen going forward. But it's been a bad month for him. Four and a third innings, eight hits, two walks, five earned runs, four strikeouts. He's also allowed some inherited runners to score. You know, a 10.38 ERA in in the month of August so far. Small sample size. We're not even halfway through the month. But again, just kind of tells you he's been cooling off a little bit. Hasn't had a clean inning, a clean full inning since July 25th. He's given up multiple hits in three of his last four appearances so again he's been great for the Braves all year but I think we're kind of seeing a a cool streak for him right now where he's kind of cooling off a little bit and with the guys you have in the back end I don't really and and it's a 5-1 lead so it wasn't necessarily a hold or a safe situation when you brought him in but you had Kirby Yates up if you were going to use him why not? And I'm sure Snicker, the plan was to use him in the eighth inning and then finish it out with either Mentor or Iglesias. But I didn't understand. You're going to use Yates. You had a four-run lead. That just seemed like a great spot to bring him in for a clean seventh inning. Again, I, I think the plan was probably to bring him in for a clean eighth inning. But I would have rather – I just wanted to see more of Yates, honestly, which was another story of the day. Kirby Yates making his debut after two years – off from major league action which was great as well and he he got an out and got out of the inning but I would have rather seen Yates come in in that inning you know Dylan Lee pitched the night before hasn't been as effective lately but that's kind of nitpicky a little bit but just wanted to mention the fact Dylan Lee struggling here a bit of late I don't know that you can trust him right now in high leverage situations till he kind of gets that back under control but great to see Kirby Yates come in get the final out of that seventh inning and then he went to mentor who uh, got, had a good uh, eighth inning, struck out the side, and then Iglesias came in, closed the door in the ninth inning. The offense, eight eight runs, 12 hits, two walks, 10 strikeouts. Told you the rest of the way, I'm going to kind of be keeping my eye on the offense, the at-bats they're having. I actually thought the at-bats Tuesday were better than the at-bats I saw on Wednesday, but results were still the same. Eight runs, 12 hits, two walks, at 10 strikeouts. You saw the night before, seven walks to just four strikeouts. So, would love to see the strikeouts stay below 10. You know, any night they don't get into double-digit strikeouts is a good night, in my opinion. Three for five with runners in scoring position, so they continue to come through in the clutch in this two-game series. Everybody in the lineup had a hit, which is fantastic. Everybody but Olsen and Contreras struck out, which is not fantastic. Um, love that they kept adding on. You got the three-run homer from Ozuna early on, and then Grissom added on with his two-run homer. 
And then I love that after Dylan Lee gave up that three-run homer, cut the lead to one, the offense came right back, scored two more in the eighth inning, and then added another one in the ninth to just put the game away. That's really what I've been looking for from this offense all year. I've talked about a lot of those add-on runs late in games to kind of put things away and not put so much pressure on the bullpen to have to be perfect. And that certainly is what the offense did on Wednesday night. So I love to see that. Again, another solid performance from the offense. Still looking for a more complete performance from the pitching staff. Hopefully they'll get that over the weekend in Miami. Did you know the key to sustainable weight loss is through your liver? Well, the liver is the body's metabolic furnace. It's re responsible for flushing out harmful toxins and igniting your fat-burning metabolism. But thanks to modern diets, rich and unhealthy processed foods, and constant exposure to thousands of man-made environmental toxins, most of us have overworked our livers. But now it's easy to rejuvenate your liver health and reignite your metabolism thanks to Liver Health Formula by Pure Health Research. Liver Health Formula contains eight liver-boosting supernutrients like turmeric, beet, and artichoke extract, all of which work together to wake up a sluggish liver Go to getliverhelp.com slash MLB to learn more. Again, that's getliverhelp.com slash MLB to try a liver health formula completely risk-free and claim your free bottle of Curb Fit with your order. Again, go to getliverhelp.com slash MLB to get started. Braves have another off day on Thursday. So wanted to kind of catch you up with what's going on around the league. Mets continue to win games. They swept the Reds, now have won six in a row. Phillies also continue to win games. They came back in the eighth inning on Sandy Alcantara, scored three runs in the eighth inning to take a 4-3 to three lead. And now they've won seven in a row. The Mets play an afternoon game on Thursday against the Philadelphia or against the Miami Marlins to finish off that series. And then the Mets and Phillies play a three-game series over the weekend. So somebody has to lose in that situation. And either way, that helps out the Braves. The Padres outslugged the Giants 13-7 on Wednesday. The Brewers walked off the Rays in 10 innings. And the Cardinals beat the Rockies. So with that, the Braves remain seven games back of the New York Mets in the NL East. They're three games ahead of the Phillies for the top wild card spot, four games ahead of the Padres, and five games ahead of the Brewers which is for a playoff spot. And that's kind of how I look at it. Obviously, we want to win the division. That's still a goal, even as slim as it might seem. If not that, you want to get that top wild card spot. And if you don't get that, you want to make sure you get in the playoffs. So that's why I kind of look at that first team out of the playoffs, which is the Brewers. Braves have a five-game lead on them, which means they have a five-game lead on getting into the postseason. And for me, as I've said from here on out, it's postseason baseball. I'm looking for this team to get in that mindset. Every game is a must win. I'm looking for Brian Snicker to get in that mindset that every game is a must game win with how he uses the bullpen, with how he constructs his lineups. It's must win from here on out, especially if you want any chance of catching the New York Mets. And that continues this weekend in Miami as they take on the Miami Marlins for four games. They'll miss Sandy Alcantara, which is a huge win already going into that series. That's got to be at least a series win, if not a four-game sweep, setting up another series with the Mets and a four-gamer in that where you have to win at least three of those games. So, again, 
postseason baseball mindset from here on out for the Atlanta Braves. Hopefully they're able to get it done and get some good vibes going. Look, you got Ronald, who's starting to heat back up. You got Vaughn Grissom at second base, who could give you a spark. You got Kirby Yates in the bullpen, a bullpen that now looks pretty settled at the back end. You know, there's a chance this Braves team is playing its best baseball down the stretch with what they have going right now. If Ronnie is Ronnie again and that bullpen is settled down at the back end, right now to me it's the starting pitching that kind of has to turn things around and offense just having better, more consistent at bats. So there's still a chance we haven't seen the best yet of this Braves team, and we could be seeing it in these last couple of months and into the postseason. So that has me excited for the rest of the season and the potential postseason hopefully has you excited as well. Well, that will do it for this episode of Lockdown Braves. Thank you for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of the day. Now go make Lockdown MLB your second listen, where MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and a unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories from around the league. Again, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. You can follow me at shortstopball. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 